and welcome to another edition of Inside the Borough, the FAU podcast for and by fans. My name is Dan. I am joined by Shane and Jack as usual. And tonight we're going to talk a little bit about camp, uh, maybe talk about some of uh, what how FAU's recruits uh, are doing, and, and uh, we'll see what else we can get into. So uh, FAU, I guess kind of the, the, you know, the, the latest thing this weekend held um, a – uh, their first scrimmage of the fall camp. But yeah, I guess I guess we're in, in fall camp school uh, classes at FAU officially started, and uh, they did you know a, a controlled scrimmage, and uh, you know I guess the you can you can kind of check out um, what went on from Coach Taggart's um, press conference, but uh, that you know n- nothing really jumped out, and I'm not sure how much you really can't expect uh, to jump out. I guess the, the biggest thing, and, and, you know, we'll kind of share our opinion on this, is um, uh, Javion Posey, uh, the co- recruited quarterback tor- turned wide receiver, turned quarterback uh, this year, uh, was the one who impressed the most uh, Willie Taggart. I think that's kind of the, the biggest thing of note from that scrimmage. And uh, you know, we, we talked about it a couple weeks ago where we really thought that um, this was Tronti's. This was Tronti's uh, game to lose here. This position uh, position battle should have been wrapped up a little bit, but who knows? You know, you got a new coach, coaching staff coming in. They're going to be looking at everybody really from a, a clean state, a clean slate, from a, a fresh start. And uh, Posey's taking his chance and um, or, or taking advantage of his chance, and I, I, good for him, and hopefully good for FAU. But um, you know maybe somewhat concerning that that Tronti's not kind of running away with this since he's the most seasoned but um I don't know uh Shane what do you what are your thoughts on the uh, scrimmage that nobody is allowed to see yeah well I mean just kind of speaking to the past few weeks of practices in general obviously no media or anyone's been able to get out there and watch it so just kind of doing some investigating with the reports they put out and you know trying to read between the lines of when, you know, Willie Tagger, Clint Trickett, Drew Moranger, or Coach Jim Levitt have spoke to the media, uh, just doing our best to put together maybe what's going on, um, you know, behind the Schmidt Center. You know, speaking of this weekend, I did thought it was interesting. He did say he, Posey stood out. I've always been a big Posey fan. I think he's immensely talented. But yeah, like we talked about before the show, and, you know, it, it, it it's just in who knows how much is this just coach speak, but man, it feels like a job that Nick Tronti should run away with, right? You know, Posey, he didn't roll early. He was, he played quarterback last fall. Uh, and then, you know, kind of closer to the season because of depth, you know, uh, they moved in the receiver. Clint Trickett just said this past week, he hasn't spoken to the media in forever that, you know, he answered my question saying that they always plan moving Posey back to quarterback, which is great, but, Man, it it feels like this is a position. It kind of a uh, a, a race that Tronti should kind of be able to run away with. Now we don't know what it's like. It just could have been that day, that maybe Posey put together a great day. But you know, it's it, I, I don't want to say concerning, but I just find it interesting. Uh, you know, Taggart also said on Saturday. Obviously, the running backs is they're loaded back there. You know, we've seen some a couple other interesting things. Uh, you know, we've seen uh, wide receiver Justin McKithen, who's recruited as a wide receiver, has been moved to corner. Uh, Glover Cook um, has been moved. They've been moving him to DB, obviously. So a couple of young guys get me moved to DB. That's also something where I think, yeah, you want to maybe 
take a highly recruited guy like Cook and find a position for him on the field where he can use his athletic ability. But, you know, it seems like they're moving a lot of guys to DB. You know, what is that kind of telling you about maybe how they feel their depth is back there? So it's, you know, just, just a couple of little concerning things, you know, reading between the lines. Yeah, I, I too am starting to get a little bit concerned, Shane. Uh, Coach Taggart, following the scrimmage on Saturday, he said that he liked what he saw from the defense, which was surprising considering how depleted that they are, especially at linebacker, uh, D-line, so on and so forth. He, again, he wasn't quick to praise the offense, save for the, for the running backs. Uh, by the way, don't forget, he did say that Larry McCammon did roll his ankle. We know he's had some injury issues his freshman year. Hopefully he's fine. I don't think it's anything to really concern ourselves with. Uh, but, I mean, you guys said it. Why isn't Tronti running away with this job? Are we, are we missing something? We, I mean, literally running away because we know that's what he does best. We know he, he's a great runner. We know that Taggart loves athletic mobile quarterbacks. Do you think this would be his job uh, to take? But Posey playing really, really well. And, you know, it looks like he has a lot of swagger out there. He's been able to throw some dimes from the, from the footage that we have been able to see from the athletics department. Maybe Coach Taggart is saying this stuff to, to motivate Tronti a bit more to really push for that QB1 job. I'm not saying he's not motivated enough, but I, I'm just shocked. I don't know where this is coming from. Good for Posey, but it, it does concern me on the offensive side of the ball a little bit. Uh, shocked isn't a word I'd use. Again, we don't know what's going on in the other practices. So he could actually be running away with the job. We're, we're kind of being very speculative right That's here. True. Um, yeah, so, much, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, again, but we also you know that we've talked about how talented Posey is uh, before on this podcast. You know, you kind of mentioned the depleted defense a little bit. I've dove into more of that, and it was something that we kind of always knew about. Now that, you know, we're here and the season's a couple weeks away, and now with especially Akias Leroy not going to be with the team this this fall, uh, I tweeted out that of FAU's top 15 snap takers on defense – so the, the top, the guys that took the 15 most snaps last year, 13 of them are gone. I mean, that's not just saying, okay, we have one position we're going to be young at. I mean, this is basically, you took the whole defense and a couple backups and your, a few of your top backups. And there was even a couple of other guys down the list that are gone that were rotational players. And basically you're, you're starting over. Uh, it's, it's why I know I see FAU favor, you, you know, a lot of people are like, why isn't FAU favored in conference USA? And it's like, I, I don't know how, especially with no spring, this defense catches up this quickly. I mean, you, you are young at every single position and even younger behind them. I mean, especially, you know, interior defensive line and corner is just, it's thin is definitely the right word to use. Yeah. Um, I think that they're, again, nobody, we're not able to, to see practices and um, we just certainly there, there's a lot of questions uh, on defense. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm always, uh, I, I tend to be a glass half full kind of person. And we, we do have a, a very experienced uh 
uh, defensive coordinator in Jim Levitt. And, um, you know, hopefully he can, uh, you know, do something with the depth that with the uh, recruiting that FAU had, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but. Um, well, it, real quick before we move on guys, I mean, it's not all doom and gloom because the young guys that we have taken over on defense are some studs. Uh, Amon Ross isn't mentioned on those top 15 players, but I mean, the dude, the dude could have played fresh out of high school. He was so big. Uh, so, you know, we're putting a lot of athletic guys like Cook at defensive back. Yeah, it might mean we're a bit light, but we got athletes down in South Florida. That's how we do it. I I'm still not worried about teams passing it all over us because I know we can run all over the field. So it's well, not all doom and gloom here. Yeah, a little bit, but I do think people undervalue just how experienced guys like James Pierre and, and Chris Tooley was. Chris Tooley's a kid who played as a freshman. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, the, he, he had, I think, by the time his FAU career started, he had like 36, 37 career starts. So you know you can walk on the field and depend on him, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the talent's there, but the, you just don't have the dependency. You know what I mean? Where you just you kind of know when everyone's going to be in the right position. And who's going to kind of emerge to be the leader on defense? It was going to be a Keasley Royce job. I mean, <laughs> but who's – Who's the go-to defensive guy? Zion, I, I guess. I don't Zion know. Gilbert. Yeah, but he's also changing positions this year. Yeah. He's going to be go for more safety, more corner. I think that's a great change for him. Uh, Keando Hudson, FAU's old cornerback coach, um, told me at a, a game one time that, you know, Zion is athletic, one of the most gifted athletes on the team, and he could play corner, free safety, wherever he wants. So, I, you know, I think he'll be fine there, but – you know, he's not going to be in center field calling that anymore. So, yeah. you know, it, it's going to be really curious. And, and it would we'll have been more. a great – it would have been a great year to have Karan Hafiz over there as safety to make sure yeah. – someone who is experienced to make sure everything's going all right. Yeah. And that's not going to happen this year. So, we'll see what happens. Um, and, I mean, if, if I can segue real quick, we'll see what happens literally because uh, the broadcast schedule has been announced for the season. Uh, and, and it's interesting. We're on uh, ESPN Plus Stadium, and we have several games on CBS Sports Network. I'm not going to go through the entire schedule, uh, but something that I thought was interesting, maybe you guys have noticed. Remember last year how the NFL Network carried a couple Conference USA games, 10 in total, more than a couple. Uh, Mark Sarsniak reported once – after that Conference USA releases broadcast schedule without any NFL Network game on there, he reported that the Conference USA website quietly removed the NFL Network as a TV reporter or TV partner, beg your pardon, back in February. There was no statement on this, no Conference USA press release, nothing, all despite the conference signing a multi-year contract with the NFL Network just last year. So. I, mean, I guess this is good for CBS Sports Network. Seems like they picked up a few more games. Uh, again, we have three in total uh, on CBS Sports Network. They are getting more uh, – CBS Sports Network is getting into more homes, which is good. But, uh, I mean, an ESPN game would have been lovely. Ooh. And it sucks to see Marshall playing Eastern Kentucky on ESPN primetime uh, but soon. Yeah, but in the end, in, and I and I kind of people were on Twitter and stuff were in this idea that because there was gonna be less games, somehow 
ABC was going to come down and, you know, Herb Street and, and Fowler were going to be calling the FAU USF game. I, like, I saw a lot of that in Twitter. And it's like, there's, Conference USA has contracts. Yep. And CBS Sports takes the games they want. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Um, and ESPN is going to cater to the, team, the, school, the, con- the conferences they have contracts with that are playing this season. Yep. So it, it really doesn't mean FAU games are so much going to get a bump. It means Wake Forest Boston College goes from, you know, the ACC network to ESPNU, okay? That, not- or, or Temple Tulsa, you know, because they <laughs> – uh, you laugh, but you know what? They have it's an true. American conference. And the American conferences – and this kind of goes to Conference USA, and this is not a good sign. People ask about when are we moving up. Well, the NFL Network just had our conference for a year. It was basically like, yeah, no one's watching. We're out in a year. We're not even giving this two years of promotion. So it's it's all about the TV dollars. And right now, the American Conference makes 17 and a half times more TV dollars per team than we do. And until we can draw ratings, our conference, Conference USA will always be in this mishmash of identity of games kind of ESPN Plus, Stadium, you know, it, it, we don't yeah, really have a home take what you can get like yeah wherever we can get wherever we can get on that's where we're going to get on and so and if if feu wants to go to espn and they want to and they want more espn games you can be the sun belt and you can play three of your home games on tuesday or wednesday night i don't want to do so i I, let's not forget that that espn invests in the sec and the acc by creating the sec and acc network they're just going to hedge their own bets by putting yeah. boston college wake forest on espn or abc instead of espnu or the acc network that's that's just them protecting their own investment and that's just the way the world works unfortunately yeah fau marshall doesn't become more interesting to espn because there's less you know yeah. games so yeah, um, but, you know, I do like CBS Sports Network. I think they do a good job. Hopefully, maybe we can, you know, Conference USA can get most of their games yeah. through that network. And r- real quick, speaking of, of ESPN, guys, did any, any of you all catch that little ESPN high school game last Saturday at noon? Anyone see some of that? Or is this quarterback playing? You guys you guys ever heard of him? Shador yeah, Sanders? Well, <laughs> I, I've actually watched Shador the last two weeks. So, I <laughs> the, the, the first one was on a single camera feed. I had to pay $10 to watch on a Friday night, which the story, but the ESPN game was a little easier. And, you know, don't stop forget about Cameron Silman who played um, yep. in that game. Uh, and I could just say for those, you know, who didn't get shit to watch both games, obviously most people did it. Chador took a huge step forward um, in that, you know, obviously the teams don't get a chance, didn't get a chance to practice time. So the first, obviously high school football game in the season was a little sloppy, but Chador still performed well in it. But man, I, I had people texting me and, you know, uh, some analysts and the, you know, 247 and the rivals world that were just really impressed with door. I mean, 375 yards, um, you know, three touchdowns. Yeah. I, you know, he was 24 of 30 and I had, and, and on my stats, I was keeping three of those were drops. Yep. He's just a beautiful pure pocket passer who just, I mean, his accuracy is what the one thing, cause I haven't seen him throw live is what really got me. Um, and just how accurate he is with the football and just how big he is. I mean, yeah. he is, he is a massive guy. So it's, it, he's definitely imposing back there. I, 
I don't I, I want to make like a college comparison and I think he has better mechanics but I think like kind of the size and the way he throws the ball and, and I'm just going to do this because it's a conference USA comparison but it felt like Marshall when Brian Leftwich was at Marshall <laughs> wow I know it's a little bit <laughs> I don't know about that one uh, you're a Bucks fans I know it's that's but it's just kind of the size <laughs> he has better mechanics already Leftwich did not have great mechanics he did not no he, he kind of took a, a Rusty Smith type uh, throw, but um, just for like the size and the accuracy when it yeah. was on. He was dropping dimes in that game. It was yeah, really. I'll, I'll take that lot. career. Didn't he get? Didn't he go undefeated? Left which one year at Marshall? <laughs> maybe, maybe who yeah, knows? I think so, some, yeah. Some of the Marshall fans that constantly check on our Twitters can probably find out for us. Yeah. Um, I, I just love to see all the publicity that Sanders brings to FAU. You know, having FAU. All over that ESPN broadcast was great. Uh, I have some friends that I met recently uh, via like some soccer, Twitter, and fantasy football thing, long story, uh, that are in England, and they know about FAU because of Sanders, and they know about his game on Saturday. So the publicity that that brings is amazing. It almost makes up for us being on stadium for like five games this upcoming season. Yeah. I also, I also want to point out um, – you know, hopefully soon I'll be able to get on the road here and start seeing as more of these schools start to practice, especially in South Florida. I can probably see half our commits in two afternoons, but I do plan on getting up to, as of now, um, obviously these things are fluid in a COVID world, getting up to Tampa and seeing some of the athletes out there um, in hopefully the coming weeks. Uh, also want to point out that Reginald Davis, FAU's running back commit, um, uh, from Robert E. Lee High School in Montgomery, Alabama, has started this season. And he's already in two games, almost at 500 yards. Uh, he broke a school record the other night with, like, uh, 364 yards on the ground. So FAU commits already are starting to kind of blow it up um, around the country. And hopefully we'll get a chance to see more of that. Yeah, it's pretty nice being able to see, like, tune into national television and see uh, FAU commits. I mean, that's certainly this is uh, certainly one of our uh, uh, more prominent ones, but still, I think it's uh, it's another thing, uh, kind of showing where we are, where we're headed. We're certainly headed in the right direction to be able to yeah. see our commits on. Uh, I mean, Cameron Silman, the the safety for Trinity Christian, had two sacks in that game. He's he showed yeah. ability. He is a physical player. Um, great blitzer. They use him a lot in the box. He moves around, um, but really physical. And I—that's I, a fit. Almost kind of plays a an Amon Ross type game uh, for Trinity Christian. So you know, another player comparison. And before we sign off, speaking of going to games, um, we don't know. We're getting this question a lot. We don't know what FAU has planned when it comes to butts and seats for this upcoming season. All we can confirm is that there will be either a set percentage or a set value that will be permitted into the stadium and that the athletic department will, will try to do their best when it comes to honoring uh, where your seat is on your ticket because they're going to try and do a uh, social distance. They're going to try and do that as best they can. So as soon as we know on the nest guys, y'all will know as well. Okay. Yeah. There'll definitely be a, there'll be a podcast kind of breaking that down. And um, uh, so we're not that we're we're not that far away. What do we? Uh, I guess when when you guys are hear this, uh, we'll be 
what, 19 days away uh, from uh, FAU's first game against Georgia Southern. So we're, uh, we're getting there. We're making it through that. And uh, I, I think we'll, you'll probably hear from us a little bit more uh, as we, you know, move further into fall camp and or I guess really into, into fall practice, really. So the next time you hear from us will probably be a Georgia Southern preview. No. Ooh, they didn't have to postpone their practice for a day or two because they did have positive cases of COVID, but they're now already back at practice, putting it out there. FAU or Georgia Southern? Georgia Southern. So we yeah. both have had yeah, we both, things. Yeah, we both. Both, yeah. Well, George, yeah. Southern just had theirs just a few days ago. So oh, Okay. And for those that didn't know, FAU had to put a pause on their practices last week, I think, because there was a, a handful of positive tests, but We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I guess it, it's nice to get past it, uh, and it wasn't a major uh, major outbreak or anything like that. So keep an eye out. You never know, uh, you know, when a new podcast will pop up. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll um, probably be uh, talking sooner. If not, uh, you'll hear us with uh, a Georgia Southern uh, Georgia Southern preview. So make sure you check us out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, if you want to check it out there. Also, certainly FAUilesNest.com uh, to discuss the podcast. And really, as soon as news breaks about seating, uh, there's already a pretty active seating thread there, which you guys can check out. So um, yeah, uh, we, uh, we thank you guys for, uh, thank you all for spending some time with us. And, uh, you know, just know that we appreciate uh, your um, following along with us and we will uh we'll catch you guys next time go owls